Blog Talk Radio. Good day, all. Good day, good day, indeed. This is Roberta. <clears throat> Excuse me. Of Roberta Inspires Omni Media, and I'm really glad to be here today. I'm just so blessed, and I certainly consider myself honored to have the guest that we have today, and that is none other than Doctor Carolyn Clancy Miller. Out of the Virgin Islands, mind you. <laughs> it's great. That's great. And she's been our guest before, and I've been on her show, uh, the show she had, Getting Good at Life. And it's been many years, but it's really exciting to have her with us today. And before I begin, I want to just share a little bit about uh, Dr. Miller, Dr. Carolyn Clancy Miller. I always have to say it all out. She actually is the CEO of Ashhar Counseling and Psychological Services, as I said, in the U.S. Virgin Islands. I should probably correct my pronunciation. And formerly, she served as the Senior Director of Education and Pastoral Care at the 47,000-member Lakewood Church under the leadership of Pastor Joel Osteen. She led over 1,000 staff and volunteers in 16 ministries, at Lakewood, where they annually reach more than 250,000 people per year. She's provided consultation, nationally and internationally work with businesses, nonprofits, churches, universities. She's been featured on various TV shows, including the Trinity Broadcast Network, the Dr. Sam Fox News, and so, so many more, more than I could probably even tell. And she really does believe that everybody needs a hand sooner or later or at some point in life. And so she is well-trained and is a licensed psychologist and business owner. And so she treats things like depression, grief, anxiety, divorce, abuse, ADHD, marital issues, anger, infertility, childhood disorders, PTSD, and so much more. But I want you to know that we have a qualified clinical psychologist in the house today. And so I am very pleased to have her and definitely think a lot of Dr. Carolyn Clancy Miller. Welcome. Welcome to Inspire Radio today, Dr. Miller. How are you? Well, good afternoon, and thank you so much, Roberta. I'm doing well. Good, good. And how's the weather down there? It's rainy, actually. Oh, no. Yeah, oh, no. I... Yeah. <laughs> it is raining well, as we speak, but I... Hmm? Go ahead. No, go ahead. Oh, I was just saying it's raining as we speak, but it doesn't usually last long. So I see, you know, a little glimpse of blue sky, so it should clear out soon. Yes, we had beautiful, beautiful pictures of the beach, and you're relaxing, and it's like, wow, how can I get there? Mm-hmm. How can I get there? How fast can I get there? What a wonderful lifestyle change. Well, yes. I am glad to have you have you back again. As I said, we've had you on the show before. You've been, yes. been here, done that for us. And we're talking today about transform to harvest, renew your mind mm-hmm. to reap. Because people mm-hmm. <clears throat> so many times, you know, spin around six times, seven times, whatever, and they just think everything's going to just pop up and go but we have to participate in the process, and that's why we have wonderful people like yourself 
tell us a little, tell my listeners a little bit more what you can share about your professional and educational background. I tried to run down what I could. I think you did a very good job, and um, I don't have a whole lot more to add to that. (laughs) But, yeah, I'm a licensed psychologist. I've been practicing for many years. I got my master's back when I was 25 years old, and it's been over 20 years now. So I've been, you know, actually doing the work of therapy since then. And then I um, got my doctorate from St. Louis University in 1998. So that was 20 years ago. And um, and then I've just been, you know, in formal practice in terms of being on my own as an entrepreneur. I stepped out the gate doing that. Um, That's good. Uh, yeah, and I've been doing that since since then. And and initially worked in Houston, and as you mentioned, Mm -hmm. now I'm in the Virgin Islands. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, so I made that transition in 2015. I still see people in the States um, by telemedicine, thank God for those changes. But my primary work is here in the Virgin Islands. Wow, that is just so exciting. So, so, so exciting. Tell us the website for your um, for your practice, and I know I probably mispronounced it. So, give it to us well, straight, the, please. The name of the uh, pronunciation of the practice is Ashar Counseling and Psychological Ashar. Services, but the website is actually just GoodLifeVI.com. That's okay. just GoodLifeVI.com. Yeah. And that's what we want, to live a good life. Um, Most people Mm -hmm. don't know, but you did have a business building program that you did at one point. I remember some years ago when you were doing more coaching and making Mm -hmm. things available. What are some of the things that have made you successful in establishing a business practice? Well, you know, one of the things I would say is, you know, the content. I know the content. I know what I'm doing as a psychologist, and I work hard Mm -hmm. at continuing to develop in that area. In fact, I'm leaving next this Saturday to go next week for more training. So I'm constantly Mm -hmm. reading, constantly training, constantly trying to keep up. And the reason why I say that is because uh, I had this, this experience once where we went to this great restaurant in Houston, and it looked good. I mean, you know, it just had a great vibe, the chairs, the environment, uh, there were lines, the menu looked good, all of that was great. And my husband and I went, we sat down, we ate, and the food was just mediocre. And I remember mm-hmm. him saying, and I never forgot this, he said, it really doesn't matter if the environment is great, if you know we're sitting in comfortable chairs, and if even the service is great. He said, at the end of the day, if the food isn't good, then you miss the mark. And that has mm-hmm. been kind of like my litmus test my benchmark for everything because people can you know we can we can tolerate going to a hole in the wall if the food is fantastic you know right right that's true that's true dive yeah and so sometimes when we build businesses we focus on a lot of things in terms of making something look good but we don't focus on the main thing which is the core of your business itself. So if it's business development, then you have to be very good at knowing how to do that and stay, um, you know, on top of things with respect to information and technology, et cetera. You know, if you're going to be in in practice as I am, 
and own a um, a private practice in psychology or in mental health, then you have to know mental health and you have to know how to help people right. and you have to know how to relate to people. And that's what's most important. I think that so number one, the number one thing is you have to know um, exactly what you're doing and you have to become good at it. And that means that you have to spend enough time doing it to become an expert. And then oh. other than that, then mm-hmm. other, other than that, I would say all of the other things, know your target market, understand what their needs are, create the environment for them, understand technology. You and I have been um, very involved in technology together, right. you know, right. for years. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and I think about Blog Talk Radio as a platform because I was on it in 20, 2008 or nine, And I think you were, too, at that time. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and at the time I can remember people looking at that platform as like, oh, really, that's not like real radio. And now right, in 2018, right. in, in 2018, real radio is not what it used to be. People are on the right. Internet more, and people are not even watching cable television as much as they're watching uh, Netflix and Hulu and all of that. So oh, actually it was mm-hmm. cutting edge. It was cutting edge, yeah, mm-hmm. live stream, mm-hmm. on demand, all of that. And mm-hmm. um, so, it, you know, the book Good to Great is a good model that just kind of talks about how you have to be a technology accelerator. I think he says something like that. I think there's a ta- there's a chapter in there about technology, but you mm-hmm, need to mm-hmm. understand where the the wave is and be on it and be in front of it and stay up on it. There's nothing that's going on in this world is going to stay the same. So to be good at business means that you have to be informed and you have to be open-minded and you have to constantly um course correct and continuously create. That is excellent, excellent, excellent advice, and I hope people will definitely take it to heart. Folks, again, you are listening to Inspire Radio with your host, Roberta of Roberta Inspires Omni Media, and my guest today is Dr. Carolyn Clancy Miller, who is the um, CEO of ASHAR, Counseling and Psychological Services in the U.S. Virgin Islands. You do not want to miss this power-packed, uh, time and episode. <laughs> well, let's get right into the meat of things because we're talking, like I said, about transformation and changes mm-hmm. and adaptation. And I like what you were saying about staying on top of trends and being knowledgeable and continuing to sharpen your, uh, you know, iron sharpers iron, but continue to sharpen your saw, so to speak. I can't remember if that's the proper <laughs> phrase they use, but anyway. Mm-hmm. What do you think from from your studies and your work, what do you find actually is the impetus for people to really, really change their mind? Because sometimes people change behavior, but they don't mm-hmm. change their mind and they get a temporary result and then they're upset. So impetus, meaning what's the catalyst for change, what causes mm-hmm. people to change, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. that's, a loaded question because it changes. I mean, that, that varies from person to person. But I found that disappointment and pain is a powerful mm. motivator for a lot of Whoa. people. <laughs> <Right>. Yeah. 
In fact, mm-hmm. you know, I have my little, you know, in-between sessions videos. So they really do come from things that happen in sessions. So I had a session earlier this morning, um, and the person that I was talking to opened their mind to something new, and it was basically because of a disappointment, uh, you know, workplace disappointment. And that's such a mm-hmm. common and frequent experience for people. You know, I didn't get the job or I didn't get the promotion or I didn't get the, you know, something. Um, mm-hmm. But what she, but what was powerful about this individual is that she stopped and asked herself, because we'd been doing some vision boarding and things like that, and she stopped and Ooh, asked, asked right. herself if this had was ever on her vision board, this work issue. If her job was ever on there, and no, the answer was uh-huh. not that it was. It never was. Uh-huh. <laughs> Isn't that pretty uh-huh. good of her? You know? uh-huh. That's great. No, so, that's great. Yeah, it is. So the disappointment was the impetus for her to begin to think um, and to think differently. She had already been doing some things anyway. But it helped her to begin to shift her thinking about what she really needed to focus on. And I told her, I said, it sounds like that challenge, you know, that she's encountering um, was helpful because it's caused her to change quickly. And so I've, I've, I've seen that over and over again in terms of what causes people to change. Now, we can change without direct experience. Sometimes we can just change because of vicarious learning. We look at what someone else is doing and decide, you know, I want to avoid that or I want to do this. We can see role models and decide that, you know, this is something that I I want to do. But I think that the initial shift in terms of transformation is often associated sometimes with things that are not so pleasant. And that's like the greatest gift of the not so pleasant thing, the sustaining of change Mm -hmm. and the continuation has to be something that we are looking to do or want to do and not trying to avoid something that we don't want to happen. Ah, uh, uh, purposeful, intentional, and authentic. Like I said, you really, something that really makes a real difference in how you operate life, so to speak. Yeah, and what I really mean is that a lot of times we say, you know what, I want to lose weight because I don't want to be the weight that I'm I'm in, and that doesn't typically work in terms of (laughs) maintaining the path of transformation and the mindset for transformation. But when you start to envision a goal, I want this. So you're not looking at what you don't want. I don't want to be overweight or I don't want to be too thin. That helps to open up your mind, the initial change of mindset. But what continues to sustain the change is what you do want. So I often ask people to think about what you do want because I'll hear them say all day long, I don't want this, I don't want that, I don't want this. Well, that's fine, but what do you want? If you focus on what you do want, that gives you motivation for change that lasts. That is so, so good. It's really interesting because as an illustration, I'm actually doing some things in my home office, trying to rearrange it, pack away some things, and I kept thinking, you know, oh, I don't want this here. I want this gone. But as you said, when you look at it the other way, what do I want this to look like? What do I want? Mm-hmm. you know, the atmosphere to feel like it is definitely exactly. energizing. Because otherwise it looks like the clutter and the stuff never stops coming. It's just dropping out of somewhere. So it's like, oh, my gosh. Right. 
Now, when people uh, are in the process of transformation and change, what are some ways or things that actually sort of take place within them psychologically? Um, How do they use the Bible to help change their thinking? What are some physiological things? Maybe I should say biological. I mean, like exercise. Are there things that they can do that help improve the potential for sustained change, if that makes any sense? It's a lot of words. Uh, kind of. Um Change takes place on a lot of levels. That's what I guess I'm trying right. to get it. Mm-hmm, and I agree with that. And so mm-hmm. you're asking what can people do to begin to change? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And some of these psychologically, how do they change the way they think? How do they take hold to scriptures? How do they act or do things mm-hmm. in such a way? Like getting sleep can help you change mm-hmm. your bad attitude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, I use weight loss all the time so listeners take that however you would like to take that <laughs> but I use the gym as an analogy all the time and okay. when you, when it comes to transformation of the body anyway and mind because it requires transforming the mind to transform the body um, you see it most profoundly in the gym you see you can see okay. people that will come in um, of all sizes and all states of fitness. And if they stay long enough and they're doing the same thing over and over and over and they just continue to be consistent, you'll see a change. And not only That's a right. change, you'll see a transformation. Um, and one of the things that's key in a gym is what they call reps. You have to do your reps. And in the gym, that just means repeat an exercise over and over. Do 15 of these things, put it down, do something else, come back to it, do 15 more, and put it down, come back and do 15 more. And it seems like in life, like, oh, my gosh, that's so boring. Or get on that (laughs) treadmill and stay on it and just keep moving your legs forward, you know, uh, for 30 minutes or so at a certain elevation and at a certain speed. And do that again and just increase it. And that's what you're going to do tomorrow. You're going to do the same thing again. You know, you might switch it out a little bit, but in Mm -hmm. other words, it's repetition. And so when it comes to transformation, what I think people have to get their mind around is that a lot of that stuff is just pure de-repetition. One of my... Mm -hmm favorite quotes is by Bruce Lee and he says, I don't fear the man that does 10,000 things one time. I fear the man or he says 10,000 kicks one time Said, but I fear mm-hmm. the man who does one kick 10,000 times, which is very <laughs> similar to Glass, um, is it Glaswell who wrote the book Blink, who talks about how um, he looks at people who have become expert and Masters like the Serena Williamses and the Tiger Woods and mm-hmm. you know people right. like that right. in various disciplines, and basically there's like this ten thousand hour cutoff where he says research shows that they have done the same thing over and over and over and over again ten thousand hours worth, um, and that's the same thing Bruce Lee is saying you kick ten thousand times and you're going to get it you're going to be good at it and you're going to transform that initial kick 
once you've done it 10,000 times. And so I say all that to say when it comes to transforming, um, it has a lot to do with our daily behavior and our daily the daily things that we do. Mm-hmm, that if mm-hmm. we are doing something, um, you know, you talk about your radio show, you know, you're doing it over and over again every week right. um, for a number of years, yeah, you begin to get good at it. You begin to become a master at your radio show or your type of or of radio. You know, if I'm seeing people day in and day out and it's, you know, eight hours a day, Every single day, you become a master at it, and it beca- and it's kind of seamless. You don't have to work so hard at it. What you have to work right. on is the step that you're on, which is just do whatever it is that you need to do. So a lot of times, people are waiting to become perfect before they get started at something, right. and then you know, <laughs> then they want to move forward. But the reality is, is that the process of of going from a caterpillar to a butterfly is to take your step every single day. And to go from, instead of to uh, going from um, better to perfect, just recognize that going from better to better to better to better is perfect. <laughs> that is the perfect pattern. So wow. transformation is about repetition. It's about um, doing something enough times and getting better as you do it until it becomes who you are, It you know, until you bleed it. Until you can mm. dream it, till you can, mm-hmm. uh, you know, do it in your sleep. That's what transformation looks like in the workplace and in business. And with respect to biblically, it's the same thing. It's the same thing in terms of getting the Spirit of God um, deeply dwelling in you. You know, when mm-hmm. God's, I feel that His... Um, what he wants to see is for us to be transformed, right, by the renewing of our minds. And I think right. about Stephen, and I can't remember who the other um, person was, but after uh, Jesus ascended and they were looking for replacements for Judas, mm-hmm. et cetera, in the book of mm-hmm. Acts, they were looking for men of character and of, um, I think, integrity or something like that. And, no, mm-hmm. who were full of the Holy Spirit full of the Holy Spirit and had character. And Stephen was one of them. And I can't remember who the other person was, but there was it was Stephen I'm was one of them. Check. <laughs> check uh, <me> okay. <laughs> check check. Cuz I'm just talking. I'm not looking at my Bible right now. I'm just talking. No, but no, anyway, it's, okay. it's all good. But anyway, uh they said that these two guys were full of the Holy Spirit. Now, in mm-hmm. the scripture, it talks about us being sealed with the Holy Spirit to the day of redemption, which is often considered to be what happens when we accept Christ and we accept Jesus in our hearts. But we're still the same. You know what I mean? Like, we're essentially right. That's right. still need to be changed. We've made a critical decision that has sealed our fate. Um, but But in terms of this walk in this world, we still have some changing to do. It's like being born... Uh, out of your mother's womb to become an adult. You're here, and you're a human being, and you're you're on this planet. But to become a mature adult, you've got some walking to do, right? You've got a path to go through. And so similarly, that's what it looks like for the baby Christian that we accept Christ, we make that decision, and we're on the path of transformation and change, but we haven't transformed yet. And then in Acts, we talk about 
there's a, a description of people who are filled with the Holy Spirit. And, you know, mm-hmm. there's a lot of discussion about the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. But basically, the indwelling of the Holy Spirit gives you power um, and removes a lot of fear, gives you boldness to um, speak the gospel and, and for people to come to Christ, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, I'm not going through the gifts of the Holy Spirit, but just feel right. with the Holy Spirit. But interestingly, mm-hmm. you can have the gifts of the Holy Spirit and still not be fully full of the Holy Spirit. And I say that because Paul talks about how there were some Christians who would uh, speak in tongues, which is a gift of the Holy Spirit, but at the same time, they would say some ungodly things. And he said that ought not be so. So that says that, and he was basically saying, you need to grow up. You need to mature. You're not full yet. but. So you can have be sealed and you can be filled and not be full. So full, when we look at the life of Stephen, is a person who starts to look like Christ, who acts like him. You know, when the disciples walked and their their shadows were, you know, people just touched their shadows and they were healed. You know, when Stephen mm-hmm. was being martyred, they said that they that they he looked up to heaven and they could pretty much see God in him. He was full of the Holy Spirit. And so right. when we talk about Christian maturity and getting to the place of power in God, we're talking about a daily walk that goes that transcends or goes from sealed to filled to full, where, you know, wow. it's all of us and all of God, right? And when we get to that right. place, that's where we see miracles happen. And we don't see a lot of people get there. And I'm not saying that I'm there, but we I'm saying that right. there's a place because we can see it biblically, you know. And right. um right. and and it's the same pattern of of having to do some things daily. You have to commune with God not only daily where we just have daily devotions. I hear a lot of people, especially here in the Caribbean, they often talk about how they wake up and they read their scripture in the morning, they read their daily devotional, might read the daily bread. And that's not there's nothing bad about that. There's that's great. But God's desire is not daily, it's twenty four seven. You know how it's mm, when we are mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um praying without ceasing, when prayer becomes who you are. You know, it's you're praying. You don't even know you're praying. You know what I mean? Wow, right, you know, you're right. Singing and worshiping in your spirit, and you know there are times when people will talk about you know that that it, that it happens when you're sleeping. You know, you even you're worshiping in your sleep. You're worshiping when you're waking up. You're communing daily with Him. You're constantly checking things out with God in your life, and that's a process to get there if you're not there already. You know, and. And so that is an issue of repetition. And I just feel like that in life and business, spiritually mm-hmm. and psychologically even, when I see people changing, it's because they're starting to repeat something that's good for them over and over again. Uh, they start thinking certain thoughts, different thoughts, uh, positive thoughts, truthful thoughts, honest thoughts, um, ex- thoughts of acceptance, thoughts of letting go, you know, those kind of things over and mm-hmm. over again. That's how we see the transformation and the change begin to happen. And when we stay on that course long enough, it's just miraculous. I don't believe that it's of our own doing. I mean, I can't tell you every single thing that happens to the brain, but the brain does take change shapes. It does grow. It does yeah, change. You mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. yeah, there is something called neuroplasticity that, you know, physiologically there are changes. 
that's what I understand. And I think it's, mm-hmm. you know, there's people really, like I say, getting a picture of change being multifaceted and that different mm-hmm. parts of you and your being are impacted and affected and you want to bring each part really into alignment with that renewing of your mind, you know, to really yes. get where, where God has for you. Now, people begin to, as we begin to change, what are some ways that you think people actualize what's really going on in their heads? Because I've heard people say, you know, we're the sum of our thoughts and where we are now as a result of what we were thinking. And then I thought to myself, well, I don't remember consciously thinking X, Y, Z, but I guess somewhere in the psyche there, there are those thoughts that can set us on a course one way or the other. Mm-hmm. So how do our thoughts actually end up being our – do our thoughts end up being our reality? And if so, how is that? Well, I'm not the researcher on thoughts in that sense, but certainly the thoughts drive behavior. Um, and so we do and, – and they also can affect our feelings and our emotions – uh, which also drives behavior sometimes. So I'm sorry in terms of clarifying what you are asking me, but are you asking how our thoughts then affect what our lives other parts? What, what, what life really looks like. That's what I've heard people say. You know, oh, in terms you of perceptions? Are, whether you are the sum of your thoughts or whatever your life looks like is a result of your thinking patterns over a period of time. Yeah, I mean, you know, your thoughts, if, you know, broken down, are also reflective of your beliefs. And and so, you know, if I kind of go back to that, that whatever we believe, that's what we're kind of thinking about over and over again. And, and sometimes very automatically they become like anchors. Uh, mm-hmm. So if we believe that we cannot do something, then we just simply don't do it. A lot of times that's what blocks us from even trying. If we believe that something is going to hurt us, um, then oftentimes we just don't do it. I was talking, again, I'll just give you some examples, some basic examples. I um, was, you know, I talk to people all the time who have fears about abandonment and rejection and things like that, and they talk about how, you know, they're in a relationship and they have to kind of blow up the other person's phone because they believe or they think that that is one way of controlling the other person's behavior, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You've, you've heard that, you know? You know, that uh, if they constantly are in communication with me or telling me where they are, then they won't cheat. Or something like that. Right, right, right. Or do dreams um, or whatever it is they think they can control. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that they think that they control. So their belief is that they need to, um, or they're thinking that they need to constantly text that person or constantly call that person. And in some way that that helps to control their behavior when it actually may or may not do that. And, you know, and so I was... Again, talking to someone who said, well, how did I um, learn that? I said, you know, I don't know that you learn it, but we create it. We create stories for ourselves that this is true. Right. Mm -hmm. So their 
incident that started the creation of that story may have been an incident of rejection, an incident where they were abandoned in a relationship. Maybe somebody walked out on them and they were hurt very deeply. And then from there on, they thought, I need to stay connected to my partner in order to control this behavior or whatever. That's the story. I said, now what, I said, you called it, how did you learn that? So the lesson is different. The incident can teach you a lesson. But you decided that that lesson meant and this was your own creation that you needed to do X, Y, and Z, that there was something wrong with you and that blah, 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 whatever the story is. We create that. We create this story. That's right. And that That's story right. is a belief system. And the beautiful thing is that if our story that we have created is in error, then we can certainly just dismantle the story. You know? <laughs> And we can dismantle it by going back to the incident and say, you know, what was that incident really designed to teach me? Not that it was designed or something, but we can learn from it. What can I learn? What is a lesson that I can actually learn? Yes. Mm -hmm. What can I learn from the situation instead of creating a whole narrative that's not true about the situation? So hopefully that helps you to identify or to understand that in our own minds we can craft stories and they can either be true or they cannot be true. And if we have mm-hmm. a story that we have crafted and created that's not a true story, it leads us down a bunny trail like I'm not worthy, nobody wants me, nobody will ever want me if I look like this or nobody will ever want me if I because I have been through X, Y, and Z or, you know, I have to. Uh, be perfect. This has to be perfect in order for me to achieve my dreams. Whatever that story is, we can see how it then begins to drive our behavior. And that story is nothing more than a thought and a belief system. Which gets fortified into strongholds, you know. The Bible talks about strongholds, you know. Yeah, uh uh-huh. And it does get reinforced. Um. It certainly does get reinforced when more of the same starts happening. Then, you know, we're like, see, I told you, he didn't want me. You know, he or she didn't want what you were doing, possibly. You know, but he didn't want that part <laughs> right, of that narrative. Just the way they are. You know what I mean? It had, exactly. It had nothing to do with you, but it's just exactly their personality or the way they see relationships or or what have you. I mean, I think what mm-hmm. what you bring to bear in your statement is really this transformation in our minds from being a victim or a can't do or I always fail and all those things that in order to really reap the harvest, you have got to see yourself the way God sees you. The blessings Absolutely. do come on you and overtake you. You know, that you do have the, you know, he said, the abundant life, you know, and of giving you the power to get wealth or um, just having a fulfilled, happy, full life is available to you and not something that you cannot achieve. But it changes. Right. But you have to have that change of mind, transformation. And as you're saying, do the things consistently that allow you to sustain the change and to end up seeing the the end of end results, that is just mm-hmm. really really powerful. It's powerful. You have so much 
to share. <laughs> it's just wonderful. Um, in the time that we have left, uh, I'm going to uh, begin to wrap up here. Tell us again about your website and how we get to your practice, and tell us some of the things that you actually do in your practice should people want to reach out to you. Well, uh, my website is goodlifevi.com. Goodlife, V as in Victor, I as in it.com. And uh, my practice is primarily located in the U.S. Virgin Islands, but I do provide services, uh, coaching services anyway, throughout the U.S. and uh, therapy through telemedicine in Texas. So um, mm-hmm. I I have experience, as you already said at the top of the show, working with a lot of things, but my primary love now is working with women's mm-hmm. issues and working with couples' issues. That's my love. Okay. And I absolutely love, especially when it comes to coaching, helping people to get from A to Z. And I tell you, Roberta, I'm so excited about that because <laughs> because I'm looking at a cruise ship right now. I've done this. You know what I mean? Wow. You know, I, yeah, well, the, living here in the Virgin Islands was a dream that I had. And I had to change mm-hmm. my mindset about what I can mm-hmm. have and what was possible for me. And when I wow. learned uh, that things were possible for me, that I just needed to act on it and I needed to, you know, tough out the difficult times and, you know, press forward to be able to get here, I, I began to actualize it. And I've actualized a lot of different things. So, And I know how to help somebody do that. And um, so I get real excited about dreams. I get excited about seeing them come to fruition. I'm helping a lot of people do that now, both here and, um, you know, in other parts of the world. So that's one of the things that I do. And I certainly uh, love speaking, uh, working on some book projects right now. So hopefully we'll see something (laughs) come through by next year. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) We're going to eventually get them out. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm in this do mode, so I'm really excited about um, doing now. Uh, and so, yeah, so I do do some speaking and writing, and I try to do whatever I can to reach people um, with truth that will help to transform their lives, that will help them get better at life. That's my goal. That is excellent. That is excellent. So, folks, again, you've been listening to Inspire Radio with your host, Roberta, of Roberta Inspires Omni Media, and my wonderful guest, my friend, my sister, Dr. Carolyn Clancy Miller. We go back a number of years, as she said, with doing blog talk radio and, and stepping out there. And I just have the utmost respect for her. And I really want to stress something that stuck out to me at the beginning because it was something I thought about, you know, coming out of the technology field. And it's very easy as we get kind of further along in our career and start heading towards things like the retired life to just be like, well, you know, oh, I'll pay attention to how to sew but not keeping up with our craft, not keeping up with mm-hmm. our calling, not keeping up with our gift. And I, and I was thinking to myself, you know, you have to really just, like you say, read, research, stay on top of things, stay inquisitive in order to continue to grow and in order to read. Because if you're not in step with where the world's going, 
you will not be able to really receive the harvest perhaps that you could get if you had properly prepared yourself because you looked ahead with the foresight they talk about in Proverbs to know, you know, winter's coming or this is about to happen and you're prepared and ready to receive. So that that just stuck out to me, your your um, dedication to excellence and being at the top of your 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 game with what you're doing. You know what I mean? I don't mean it like a game game, but figurative yeah. speaking. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was that was just superb. And I'm so glad you brought that out. <laughs> so glad you brought that out. Thank you. Uh huh. Well, I just want to say thank you for taking the time and give my best to Charles. I'm taking the time. I out of will. Your very busy schedule. Like I said, if you need somebody down there in Virgin Islands, I can hop a plane and come right on down. Anytime you fire radio from down there in the Virgin Islands, put on my big Oh, that would be nice. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you so much for being with us today, Dr. Carolyn, and may God just continue to bless you. You know we're going to have you back because I would love to dig more into how you're using vision boards and so forth as you are working with people. I think that would be excellent, excellent, excellent to talk more about. So any other parting thoughts you want to share? No, I just want to say thank you for what you're doing and being, you know, a light to this world in terms of um, teaching us how to show and shine the glory of God in the marketplace, which you've have done for many, many years. So God bless you on Inspire Radio and continue to to inspire all of us as you have in the past. And thank you so much for having me um, on your show today. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Well, God bless. And bye-bye, Dr. Carolyn. We'll be in touch. Okay. Bye-bye. So- we, um, you know, it's just really been exciting for me to have Dr. Carolyn on the show because, as I said, we go really, really um, back, far back with doing blog talk radio and doing shows and just being supportive of each other. And so I'm just, I mean, I'm just so honored, so honored when you hear a woman of that caliber taking her time out to to do uh, this this show for me. I'm just so grateful. Well, I will be back next week and have another powerful uh, guest for you. I really want you to take time and go back through the episodes and listen because these are some very powerful, powerful people of God that are coming on. And I was just sitting down making my list for next year. I'm putting on the page two of people that I hope to get on the show, and and we just want to continue to grow. Keep us in your prayers, and we will continue to pray for you, pray for our country and our leadership, and uh, be blessed in Jesus' name. Bye-bye.